Mavs fans, and welcome to another episode of Mavs Content Crazy. I am your host, David C., as always. Hey there, Mavs fans, and welcome to another episode of Mavs Content Crazy. I'm your host, David C., as always, and in today's episode, what just happened? That's what the Mavericks are left asking themselves as they just took a whooping 147-116 to to the very shorthanded Golden State Warriors. And I just want to say this right out the top because I am Mr. Positive Mavs guy and I always try to be as much as I can be because I am a fan of my team and I try to never get too low on games that we lose and really too high on games that we win, especially when we're not playing our best right now. So I kind of look at it as there's always some positives to be taken out of it. So just one thing I will throw out there is this is the second game on a back-to-back that the Mavericks had to play. Uh, And we really looked like this was the second night of a back-to-back with a bunch of guys who have been out for a while and just don't have those sea legs and were out there and just looked pretty flat on the defensive end. Now, everyone seemed to be doing plenty on the scoring side of things, especially as far as our two main guys go on this team. Uh, but everyone else seemed to struggle, but I just want to say <laughs> maybe it had something to do with it just being that, that they were just tired on that second night of a back-to-back. It's not an excuse for sure to way, to the way this game went, but obviously I think it played a part in, in part of why we lost the way we did in this game. So, I just wanted to throw that out there before we get into the rest of this game and everything that just went down before our eyes and what all of us just couldn't believe what we were watching. So in this game, we really only had two guys in our starting lineup who did anything and is is our two main guys. But even saying that, it was just disturbing watching this game. The Mavericks are a team who... I love to watch and have loved watching over the years because of the type of style and offense that we run. And that's why I'm such a big fan of Carlisle because he does run a flow offense and it moves the ball around. And that happens a lot for the Mavericks and has happened a lot over the last few years. But in this game, the ball seemed to go a little stagnant. And that was the only thing that seemed to kind of just bother me a little bit. I'm still not going to say I'm freaked out because I'm sticking to my timeline. And it's been a couple games, sure. But I said I would give us till next week and I'm sticking to that. So I'm still not going to get freaked out here. But what did bother me is Carlisle's offense just as a whole is a flow offense. And it just it, it the ball has to whip around. It has to touch multiple players to find the open guy, whoever that is, for the open shot. And obviously when Luca's on the court, he has the ball in his hand most of the time and he creates open shots and does those things. So that's not really the concern with him. But usually when Luca would go to the bench or even other times when he's in foul trouble, whatever, 
anytime Luka would go out, our offense wouldn't really skip a beat because the flow was still there. And you just haven't seen a lot of that right now in our offense. We're, we're sticking around the three-point line and kind of just throwing it around out there. And other than Luka driving to the rim and the occasional Tim Hardaway Jr. at a control drive to the rim, there's nobody else really trying to go down there. And in a game where you're playing against the Golden State Warriors, who had no center in this game, obviously, if you were watching this on the national broadcast, you were listening to... All the guys on the TNT broadcast uh, talk about Porzingis and where he should be in the paint. And they were right because they're, they're definitely not wrong. I don't agree with those guys much. But in a game like this, Porzingis had to be more in that mid-range uh, post area because no one is tall enough to affect his shot. And once you're down there, you got to have that shot down. Just pretty pat, you know, anywhere in that free throw um and in and, and closer to the rim area, you just have to be able to finish those relatively easy with a smaller guy on you. And the funny thing about Porzingis is he was doing that in his first few games back. When he came back from the knee injury this year for us, he wasn't shooting a lot of threes. He was more in that mid-range area and he was getting a lot of points that way. And he just seemed more determined tonight just to shoot up a lot more threes. And it's not like he was doing bad shooting them because Porzingis did have a good game. Uh, Porzingis, as I said, the only two bright spots in our starting lineup were him and Luca. but Porzingis himself still had 25 points, five rebounds and three assists. He was nine of 16 from the field and five of eight from the three point line and did have two blocks. So when you look at those stats, you're, you sure you're saying to yourself, that's not bad. That's, that's a good stat line for Porzingis. But at the same time, he probably could have had Kelly Umbre Jr. numbers over there with 40 points and 8 rebounds against us on the other side. And don't even get me started on that guy who couldn't miss tonight and was 7 of 10 from the three-point line. Just absolutely absurd. But Porzingis could have had a game like that himself if he stayed more in that closer to the painted area because there's just no one that could stop him or affect his shot down there. I mean, it's hard to complain when he's still giving you 25, 5, and 3 with a couple of blocks as your center. It's hard to complain about that, but you just kind of want to see him do a little bit more down there. And as they said on the broadcast, again, I hate to agree with those guys, is mix it up a little bit. No one's saying that you can't shoot three-pointers because you can, but get into that painted area. Let's get a couple dunks. I don't think I've seen you dunk on an individual move that you've done by yourself so far since he's been back from the knee injury. And that's what we're going to need from Porzingis moving forward because obviously... Tonight, no one could defend anyone on the Golden State Warriors, so you can't blame any one guy for <laughs> the the just horrible performance that the Mavericks put up on the defensive end. It's insane to think that this Warriors team, with really no one other than Steph Curry as their only really good player, <laughs> somehow had seven players in double-digit scoring. That's that's pretty bad. Uh, it's it's hard to defend it. It's it's hard to say anything good about it. But I'm gonna stay to my timeline <laughs> because this was not our best performance. Luca in this game obviously just does Luca things all the time. And early his shooting was looking really good. He was 
8 of 20 from the field when it ended, though, and 3 of 7 from the three-point line when he started off, I think, 2 of 2 or 2 of 3 from the three-point line. So he only hit one more three for the rest of the game. And you obviously just going to get what you're going to get from Luka when it comes to the three-point line. But Luka still had 27 points, 6 rebounds, and 6 assists. And those are your only two starters in KP and Doncic who had double-digit scoring. That's a problem. <laughs> But Richardson did look a little tired out there, and everyone did. Finney Smith looked tired out there, and I get it. It's 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 still good to want to expect more from our team. It's, expectations are a good thing. You want your team to be able to meet some sort of expectation. But unfortunately, right now, we just have to establish some chemistry amongst ourselves. We really can't worry about the wins and losses right now, because unless this team comes together in the next week then it doesn't really matter and the season's over anyway and it's all just gonna fall apart and the trade is more than likely coming anyway you can't look at so many of the stats that the Mavericks are at the very bottom of and not assume that the Mavericks are more than likely right now behind the scenes looking at numerous things probably calculating the move which if you've listened to me in my pods I always say that I'm not wishing to trade because I'm really not but I'm also expect these kind of things from the Mavericks because they always are willing to make moves and trades if something's aren't is not working you know so it's is this this game right here just was a, a really low point for the Mavericks especially on the defensive side I I still want to say it's because they were tired and it's tough though to see it. <laughs> it's still hard to watch Tim Hardaway Jr did his best to try to do some scoring to keep us in the game coming off the bench. And he's been doing good coming off the bench now. So, I, like I said, I, I kind of wanted him more in the starting lineup, but I get him coming off the bench because as far as actual bench production point-wise, if you didn't have Hardaway on the bench and you had someone like Finney Smith coming in off the bench, you're just not having any punch. Because <laughs> Brunson, don't get me wrong, is doing pretty good, but... Tim Hardaway Jr. had 19 points and 3 rebounds in this game with only 1 assist, but he was 5 of 11 from the 3-point line. That number is obviously starting to go up for him, so that's that's a positive. <laughs> if we're looking for some sort of silver lining anywhere in this game, is Hardaway Jr.'s 3-point shooting is definitely starting to come along, but he was only 6 of 14 from the field overall, so uh, <laughs> he wasn't taking very many other shots. If it wasn't a three, and he definitely wasn't making them either. So it's it's just really tough <laughs> when you look at the Mavericks in this game when you're trying to look for bright spots because you look on the other side and you got Steph Curry who also put up 28 points and Wiggins who put up 18 points on us. And I haven't seen him play in a while. I guess, you know, I haven't watched a lot of Golden State the last couple of years. And I guess since Wiggins got there, I definitely haven't watched them. And he made some good moves from them tonight and actually looked okay. But this, uh, they had a couple guys. I didn't even know who the heck they were. This uh, Toscano guy and Green, who each, you know, both had <laughs> double-digit scoring nights. This Toscano guy had 14 and Green had 11. And then you had Lee coming off their bench who had 17 and Mulder who had 12. Like, who are these guys? <laughs> and how in the world did we give up 147 points to them? This was as bad as it gets, Bass fans. I guess if you want to say anything after looking at this game, 
is once you hit the bottom there's only one way to go <laughs> and the whales came off this was a bad game and it wasn't just because of the scoring side because we had a few guys who had some good scoring games on the other side for us but when you just don't play any defense it doesn't matter and it's kind of sad to see this kind of performance because if anything i'd rather us not score 116 points as long as we're not giving up 147 on the other side. I'd rather see more effort on the defensive end than all the three-pointers that we did take in this game. Which is still kind of hard to say. Because it's not like we shot bad from the three-point line. We were 40% for the probably the second time all season. We were 20 of 50 from the three-point line. So shooting 40% isn't too bad, but oh my lord, 53 pointers. That's just, that is a, a lot of three pointers for a team who we've kind of gotten accustomed to not having a lot of good three point shooters right now. Uh, I just want to say if we can get the three point shots to start falling, then we're going to be really dangerous because if you're taking 53 pointers and you're making 30, then you're doing okay. <laughs> but we only made 20 in this game. And of course, 40% three point shooting looks good if you're a Maverick fan. But then you look on the other side and we gave up 51% three point shooting against. That's, that's not great at all. That's not what you're going for. <laughs> when it comes to defense, you want to see that effort, and if anything that was, you know, a little disappointing to me in this game was that defensive effort wasn't fully there, and for us to give up this many points to this depleted team, they only had nine guys on their roster for this game. I, 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 I'm not really sure what happened. This uh definitely came out of nowhere, but as far as the rest of our starters went in this game, Josh Richardson was only two of nine from the field and two of seven from the three-point line. So it was only two baskets were two three-pointers that he <laughs> made in this game. So he only had six points, one rebound, and five assists. And he just looked tired. I I circled that in my notes quite a few times as I was watching this game is our guys just really looked tired. Dorian Finney-Smith, the guy who I always talk about as energy guy, and, and he did the best that he could, but his three-point shooting just wasn't really there for him tonight. He was one of three, and that was his only bucket other than some free throws. So he had five points, four rebounds, and two assists. And then you got Maxi Kleber, and he only had two points and seven rebounds and one assist, but he did have another block in this game. And that's always good to see when you're seeing some defensive effort from Maxi. But you could see... They just had nothing in their tank. <laughs> they were tired. And Kleba played 20 minutes. Richardson played 31 minutes. And Finney played 26. We obviously want more production from our guys. But I still think there's a lot of room to grow as far as getting themselves back into where they need to be for this team to be successful. There's still a ways to go. And I'm still not ready to give up on this team. I'm really not as as hard as it is to watch a game like this and stay on the positive side of it. I get it, Mass fans, and I get anyone who doesn't agree with me. I understand anyone who's upset and says that we're just sorry and we got nothing and we need to instantly make a trade. I can completely get it. 
I understand. I, <laughs> the frustration, it's easy to, to have it when you're watching. But I still think that this team can improve. As I said, in the preseason, we showed flashes of just insane shooting and ball movement and things like that. And we looked pretty good. And I want to believe that that's who we can be. I, I want to believe that that team can still be out there. And the team that prior to all of the COVID insanity that went on with this team was ranked second in the league in total team defense. That's where my confidence comes from. That's where my belief that this team can improve and be better is, is the fact that we've had the hardest schedule as far as uh, power rankings and, and strength of schedule. The Mavericks have had the hardest schedule in the league to this point. And early in the season against some good teams, we were still ranked number two in total defense in the league. Then the madness happened. And of course, we all know what happened from there. We've fallen off and things have gotten even tougher for us. It's a hard time for the Mavericks. It's a hard time to be a fan when you're watching losing basketball. But I still think we can improve and the Mavericks will be good going forward. This is a kind of lighten the mood a little bit, Mavs fans. I always said that we always make someone on the opposite team uh, a star every game. There's always this one guy who just is having an off-shooting game or he hasn't had a great season so far or he's just not doing much. And then he comes up against the Mavericks and just goes off for an insane game. And in this game, it definitely was Kelly Oubre Jr. That guy is insane, 40 points. I just, he was 14 of 21 from the field and had a block, had a steal. I mean, the guy was everywhere doing everything. I just can't believe what he did to us. You know, he's someone who I thought we could have traded for a couple times last season and even in the offseason, but it didn't happen, and that's fine. You know, I didn't think we had to go crazy to get him, but... Good Lord, <laughs> he just had a ridiculous game against us, and he was the opposing guy that we made a star for this game. And the Mavericks just themselves, it's disappointing when you look at the rest of the bench production. Trey Burke had four points and was only two of seven from the field, and we need more from him right now. He should be in good shape and good to go, so we definitely need him to give us some production while the other guys are struggling. Jalen Brunson has been a bright spot since coming back. He's had like one or two off games maybe, but in this game, Brunson had 18 points, three rebounds, and four assists, and he was three of five from three-point range. He was the only reason we were still kind of connected at certain points in the game because he was hitting threes to kind of keep us right there and keep Golden State from just running away with it on us. <laughs> but there was just, I don't know, there was no defensive effort in this game and with teams like this who were smaller than us because obviously as we all know they didn't have any centers on their roster right now because of various different reasons but injuries and things like that but they had no center and these young small guys were just running past and shooting threes and once they started seeing them go in that was pretty much the end of it <laughs> the Mavericks had no hope and it was just disappointing to see, but try to stay positive, Mass fans, because <laughs> we get a rematch coming fairly quickly with these guys.
because we do take them on again on Saturday at 7.30. So we still stay you know, here in Dallas, so it is another home game. But we definitely got to put out a better performance than what we just did here tonight and figure out a way to stop <laughs> the roll to the rim that we just could not stop today. We have to game plan for that better. I don't, we just got to figure something out. <laughs> it was bad, Mavs fans. Absolutely, it was not our best effort. And we hopefully can change that and be better moving forward for the rematch on Saturday. But whooping, no other way to put it. 147 to 116. Bad loss to the Golden State Warriors. But we got revenge in mind on Saturday. So that's all I got for today's episode, Mavs fans. I hope you enjoyed what you heard in today's episode. If you did, make sure you hit that subscribe button, like, follow, and share with your friends. And I hope you listen in next time, Mavs fans. Thanks a lot.